Bezir Hashem. One record, a couple ideas that are tied together, they're beautiful. So we're in Leshem Chelk Biorim, Trushe Yugulim Biosher, Hakdama, Laana Fate, Ot Dalad, Venemar Ot, Kimashinim Salifamim Diverizo, Shamar Shem Derek Mashal. So he's explaining a very, very basic, almost linguistic point in Torah, which is when the Torah speaks about. We say, Ene Hashem, Azne Hashem, Yad Hashem, Aretz Hadam Raglai. We have anthropomorphic descriptions of Hashem's power. Are these just mere metaphor? Or is there something else to it? We talk about spherot. We see there are ten spherot. There are ten essential energies, ten essential powers that branch off into endless variations which create everything. Is this all just speaking metaphorically? Or is no, is there a, a real reason that these names are given? This is very sensitive stuff, but it's important because it's all over the Tanakh. It's all over the Bible. He says like this, Okay, fine. So here, the Arizal, he's quoting an Arizal, that all of these Lashonot, all these descriptions of God's power are a muscle, are, are an analogy or a metaphor. That's a very, very loaded, charged thing to say because there's some major disagreements. Are the spherot, are the divine powers mere metaphors? Or no, are there truly heavenly powers that are given certain descriptions, or, such as one power is given the, the description hand, or kindness, or severity, or foot, or eye, or ear. Okay, what's going on here? All right, so let's be very careful, and we're going to try to explain this precisely. Yeah. So he's like, this is what it means. Let's look at the Reishis Chachma Bashar Ava Perikvav. There's a beautiful savior called Reishis Chachma. It's a collection of statements from the Zohar. That's a Musr Sefer, a book about self-improvement. And in Sefer, or Shar Ava, the Gate of Love of Hashem, sixth chapter, he says like this, Ki kafikoch ha-nefesh v'achiyut shebechol ever. Incredibly important. Like this. According to the spiritual power and life force in any particular limb, so too correspondingly that limb is formed. Like this. Kimikoha 
According to, for example, the spiritual form of the power of sight, so corresponding to that spiritual form of the power of sight is emerging the two eyes, the two eyeballs, in their exact shape, constitution, their, their, their moisture and their dryness, everything, their color, everything that we can say to describe their physical manifestation, their shape, their behavior, everything about that physical eyes is perfectly matching and corresponding to the spiritual form of the power of sight. Somehow the spiritual form of the power of sight, which is invisible, but it has some type of spiritual form, that spiritual form itself is manifesting an eyeball, two eyeballs, which perfectly correspond to and express and fit with that spiritual form of the power of sight. Yep. So also we'll just continue. The king Kakashmiya Shibamoach Hinehu Hotzi Eta Ozen Ulamav Vhadarav. The spiritual form of the power of hearing causes to emerge and sprout forth from the head the ear. And with all its shapes and its many rooms, we know there's many different like rooms or chambers in the ear. All of its really interesting shapes and there's the eardrum and the anvil, all these really cool different apparatus in the ear. That is actually a congealment, a conglomeration, an expression, a manifestation of the spiritual form of the power of hearing. The spiritual form of the power of hearing is expressing itself in a physical reflection and manifestation in the form of the physical ear. So again, let's take two concepts. Physical ear, that's easier. You know, we we can study the ear, we can see it, we can think about it. It's tangible, it's graspable. And on the other side, we have the abstract concept of the power of hearing, which has nothing that we can see or touch or anything like that, but we can certainly think about it. And we can realize it's absolutely a real existence, even if it's invisible or intangible or silent. But there is a power of hearing. And it has a form. It has a spiritual form. And the spiritual form of the power of hearing is expressing itself in all of the features and contours of the physical ear, it's actually expressing itself, manifesting itself, pushing itself out in the exact contours and characteristics of the physical ear. Why? Because then that physical ear is going to be the perfect vessel made by the power of hearing to be used by the power of hearing. Each soul power is expressing itself 
actually stamping its own impression in the physical body, making these different bodily limbs, such that those powers can then enter those limbs and express themselves in the world using those limbs, which those limbs themselves are created by, so to speak, and impressed upon by the very powers which then turn around and use them. It's a very amazing idea. It makes sense if you think about it. It makes sense. And we can go on and on with other, other examples. Power of speech. Power of speech. That one's interesting because the power of speech truly is like not just in the mouth, but again, we can say the way the vocal cords are shaped, the teeth, the lips, the tongue, everything about the different limbs that we use to speak is formed by that amazing power of speech, etc., etc. Yeah. But again, the point is, is that this is a very interesting idea. But it's like, if you can grasp it, you really have a deep understanding of everything. The spiritual form of hearing, the spiritual form of, of seeing, the spiritual form of talking, all are different powers are different powers of using the hand, of grasping. What can you do with your hand? You can grasp, you can give, you can write, you can signal, you can manipulate pretty much everything. So these are powers of the soul. These powers of the soul by themselves are invisible, intangible, silent, and so forth but they have spiritual contours. They have spiritual shape. And they express themselves in different bodily limbs that they use to express themselves in the world via the body. And those limbs that they make for themselves are somehow actually in the physical world perfect physical manifestations of the spiritual form of those powers such that spiritually speaking, the power of sight has something to do with two spheres. Spiritually speaking, the power of hearing has something to do with the amazing shape of the ear, with all its different canals and chambers. Spiritually speaking, the powers of digital manipulation with the hands, the spiritual form of our hands looks, spiritually speaking, something like a hand. The spiritual form of speech looks, spiritually speaking, something like a mouth. Do any of these spiritual forms actually take up space? Are they actually spheres? Are they actually hand-shaped? Are they actually ear-shaped? No, they're not. But they have spiritual qualities which translate into those shapes when they manifest as the limbs that they then use. Do they take up space? Do they have shapes and colors? No. But they, they have spiritual principles of interrelationship, which when translated into an expression in the physical space, then yes, take on shape. Right. 
Again, even though the, the pure spiritual powers, the pure spiritual power of seeing, <clears throat> the pure spiritual power of hearing, of using the hand, of speaking, etc., absolutely does not have any space or shape or anything like that. However, however, because we see that all of these different spiritual powers express themselves, manifested themselves into all of these bodily limbs, which they then turn around and use those bodily limbs to express themselves in the world, we know retroactively we can extrapolate that for sure, for sure, those spiritual powers do have something resembling those bodily limbs. There's something about the power of sight that in its spiritual terms, in terms of interrelationships of spiritual powers, does have some resemblance to the eyeball. That when the, with the power of hearing, in spiritual terms, there are so, there's all these spiritual powers that interrelate that in some way conceptually resemble how they come out and express as the amazing, interesting shape of the ear, and so on and so forth. And such ends the quote from the Rashi's Chachma. So, this is very interesting, but it gets deeper. So, all right. Um, oh, no. no, we're not done with the quote. Kibim shalohaya oto atchuna klal. If the spiritual power, let's say of hearing, did not have that type of spiritual form, an interrelationship of spiritual powers that take on the dimension in the spiritual world that then comes out and resembles the physical ear, then it wouldn't use the physical ear to hear. In other words, a spiritual power is not going to be matched with some physical limb arbitrarily. If the power of sight is specifically matched to the two eyes, exactly where they are in the face, exactly how big they are, exactly how they move and behave and work, in physical mechanistic terms, it's not arbitrary. And we know, and we, we, and we know that it's necessarily the fact that the fact that the power of sight is specifically using these two apparatuses of the two eyes, it must be that there's some link and perfect fit between the spiritual power of sight, whatever that means in its spiritual dimensions, with the physical eyes. And same for the power of sight with the ears and the power of the hands to the hands. It's not arbitrary that the power of using the hands, the spiritual power in our hands chose to use and express itself in what our physical hands look like and behave like. It's not arbitrary. So since it's not arbitrary, 
we can therefore extrapolate that there must be some absolute correspondence and resemblance between the spiritual powers that these diff- that express in different limbs and that they have some sort of spiritual dimensions which perfectly match the physical limbs that they express in. It can't be arbitrary. And since it can't be arbitrary, we can extrapolate that there's some type of spiritual form to all these powers resembling the limbs that they choose to express in. Yeah. Okay, fine. So since we know that it's not arbitrary that the power of hearing chose the, the shape of the ear to express, therefore we know that somehow the spiritual power of hearing has some exact resemblance in spiritual terms and spiritual form with the dimensions of the physical ear. And same for the power of sight to the eye. And after all this contemplation, he says, like, after all this contemplation, we can say for sure, with certainty, that if we would see with our mind's eye, if we would look and peer at ourselves or at another person with a spiritual eye, and we could see into the spiritual shape, so to speak, the spiritual anatomy and physiology, so to speak, of the different soul powers, we would see in the power of sight, in the spiritual power of sight, some sort of spiritual form resembling an eyeball. Would we see something actually taking up physical space? No. We would see something conceptual. We would see something spiritual that has spiritual form that resembled the eyes. We would see something spiritual in the power of hearing that resembled exactly the ears and so forth. Yeah. By the way, the angels, says the Reish Chachma, you should know, when we talk about angels, the angels have like a spiritual x-ray. They can see. They can see all those spiritual forms. And more than that, you know, one of the basic issues of being a person is we have no idea often, unless we're really strong in our spiritual connection, which I'm not, but... You know, the Arizal, for example, he could look at your face and know everything you've ever thought and everything you ever would think. In other words, someone with a higher spiritual vision, they know what's going on inside your head. They can see those spiritual limbs, not just the physical ones. When you look at someone, you don't really ever know for sure if they're a good person inside right now or not. But the angels can see into the spiritual limbs. So whereas the body is often a mask for what's really going on inside, and we never really know. You know, we have to trust that our loved ones do love us. But the angels can for sure see exactly 
where what's going on with the spiritual limbs, not just the physical ones. Because to us, the physical ones, while we know we can think and contemplate that they resemble the spiritual ones, we never really know, well, what is the person actually wanting to say? What are they actually seeing, etc.? Now, I'm not going to give, give this whole long quote. But basically, the last one is saying, you know, we're going to pause the tape here and pick it up next time. Okay, so continuing. This is the last one now. Like this. Now here's the lesson. We see that the soul, the nafesh, is included in five parts. They are nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayyichida. Five levels. Each of the levels within the soul are each one higher and more powerful than the last one in the way that the soul itself is proceeding and higher than the body such that the body is almost like the last appendage of the soul why? because we just saw that the limbs of the body were perfectly reflecting in physical manifestation these spiritual forms of the different soul powers. Such that the body is just a physical conglomeration or manifestation of the sum total of the spiritual powers of the soul. Expressing in perfect reflection. You can hear my baby over there. He's got a small body. And he's got limited powers. He can't talk yet. He can't walk yet. Not because in the essence he can't talk or walk. Deep inside he can. But as far as the spiritual powers that are expressing in the world right now, those spiritual powers of speaking, walking, etc., so fundamental to adulthood, are not yet coming out into the world. And therefore, his body reflects it. It's small. It can't walk. It can't talk. Etc. So the body, thereby, is like the last appendage, the last terminal of the soul right now. And then you have these successive levels of the soul stacked on top of each other, or really stacked one inside of the other. And the deeper inwards you go, the higher you go. And this is Jacob's ladder, Sulam Yaakov, that Jacob saw ladder. Hine Sulam Mutav Artsa Roshia He saw a ladder. We saw a ladder planted in the ground whose head reached to the heavens and angels were going up and down on it and the Zara says that he saw a vision of his own neshama because his own soul really is a ladder that terminates in the body planted in the ground but that reaches up to the heavens to the throne of glory right that is right there clinging directly on the Kisiyah Kavod, clinging directly on Hashem's holy powers of the Sfirot, as it's made clear in Shari Kedusha, such that the angels are lower than the highest parts of our soul. The angels are traveling between 
the highest parts of the soul at the top of the ladder and the lowest manifestations of the soul ultimately planted in the ground as the body. The angels were going up and down on the ladder means they were going up and down on Yaakov's soul itself. So the soul has five levels. The body's like the last appendage of the soul in a sense. Yeah. So, he says like this. We just had this whole discussion right now that the physical body is perfectly mirroring, resembling to the best that it can in the physical space all the spiritual configurations and components of the spiritual powers that are non-arbitrarily, perfectly choosing to express in each of the different limbs. But says the Lashem, understand that technically speaking, that interaction is only happening at the very, very bottom level of the soul. Because there are five basic levels of the soul. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayi, Nefesh being the lowest level. Nefesh means to rest. It's the part of the soul that's the most passive. It's the life force that receives and is impacted by and imprinted by the higher levels of the soul. Because what's the next highest level up? Ruach. Ruach means a wind. A wind blows. A wind pushes. A wind moves. The wind, the ruach, is the next highest up level of the soul. It's more masculine. It's more the initiator. It's more emotive. Emotions. And it's impacting and impressing on the nefesh, the life force which is at rest. If you're not inspired to go do anything, you're just going to sit on the couch. That's kind of like the nefesh. The ruach gets you up off the couch to go do things. So, says the Leshem, you got to understand, even that nefesh, that lowest fifth of the five levels of the soul, it itself is divided into five as well. There's a nefesh of the nefesh. There's a ruach of the nefesh. There's an ashama of the nefesh. There's a chaya of the nefesh, etc. It's only the, the lowest, lowest level, the nefesh of the nefesh, okay, the most passive of the most passive of the levels of the soul. So the nefesh within the nefesh, which really expresses itself as the blood in the body, as the Kabbalists say, the blood in our body really is the most spiritual part of us because it's pure life force. It's even higher than the brain because the brain survives on the blood and the life force in the blood, the oxygen in the blood. Either way, it's only the nefesh of the nefesh which contains these spiritual forms, which then come out and express in the different shapes of the physical organs. But truly, where is the nefesh of the nefesh? 
get those forms. It gets it from a level above. It gets it from the ruach in the nefesh. Okay? Yeah. Like this, okay, we're having these forms flow down, ultimately to come out as the body. But we have five levels of nefesh to go through each receiving their form from one on, that's higher than them. And then, when we get through the five levels of the nefesh, we're not done yet. We have five levels of ruach on top of those five levels of nefesh that these forms have to travel down through. And we're not done there. We have five levels of neshama. And we're not down there. We have five levels of chaya. And we're not that done there. And then we have five levels of yichida. Nin says the lashem. So, there's 25 levels, five levels, each containing five. Five times five is 25. These spiritual forms are traveling down 25 rungs of a spiritual ladder before they finally get to the body. Yeah. Listen to this. In spiritual terms, comparatively speaking, each successively lower rung of the ladder is, so to speak, Bodily, is body-like, is physical, compared to, compared to the level above. Again, in the ultimate sense, of course they're not bodily. Already when you get up from the body into the nefesh of the nefesh, you're in purely spiritual space. <clears throat> of course. So they're not actually physical. Even the very lowest level of nefesh is already purely spiritual, but, but... In relative terms, which is so important to understand in any deeper wisdom of Torah, that there's relativity. That in relative terms, these lower levels of nefesh are considered body-like compared to the great spirituality of the levels above them. Again, they're not actually physical, but comparatively speaking, they're so low in course in their spiritual nature that they are considered body-like in comparison to the higher, more interior levels of soul that precede them. So that's kind of amazing now that we think that, you know, the life force, the spiritual life force, which produces the ear or the eye or the hand is so lofty. Well, that's just the beginning. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Think about how lofty the even higher levels of soul are if those life force levels are considered body-like in comparison to them. Yeah. What does it mean to say that lower levels of the soul are body-like and physical-like compared to 
higher levels of the soul. It means that they are more closely approximating and tied down to the idea of bounded form and limitation and, and limitedness. And they're less infinite. They're less transcendent above space and time and form compared to these higher levels of the soul which precede them and which give birth to them. And even those higher levels of soul flip around and in comparison become more bounded, more body-like, more physical-like compared to successively higher levels of the soul. And we have 25 levels here. So we have, now this is so important, 25 levels of interrelationship where at each successive level, like level 22 compared to level 21, level 22 is like almost totally physical compared to level 21. And now we flip around and level 21 is like all spiritual. With a distance that is comparable to the distance between the actual physical body and the lowest level of the nefesh, which seems like a great quantum leap. Well, repeat the whole quantum leap over and over again 25 times. 25 different quantum leaps between something that's physical or body-like or physical-like or bounded compared to a level above. We have 25 levels of scale right now. Like, here's, here's a different example. We stand the number one up against the number a million. That's like a huge leap. Wow. That's so far. But now stand the number a million up to a hundred trillion. Oh my gosh, that's a big leap also. And now stand a hundred trillion against, I don't know, a Google. Wow, another big leap. And just keep going and keep doing this 25 times. And now compare the number one to where you get after 25 of these procedures. It's an unbelievably vast leap. And that is the difference between the body and the top of the soul. Yet, yet, through those 25 massive leaps from spiritual all the way down to eventually physical, somehow, somehow, and this is the key point to grasp, there's a certain form that maintains all the way through that ladder. It's consistent all the way down. So somehow, even though there's this enormous chasm, 25 degrees beyond my hand or beyond my eye or beyond my ear, where once we get those 25 levels up, and this is you, this is actually you. You are the, the one to the million, to the, to the 100 trillion, to the Google, all the way up 25 times. That's you in the construction of your soul, by the way. The soul is vast. The soul is so vast. It's you, though. But through those, that vast chasm of 25 levels, the spiritual structure is maintaining all the way down such that somehow, even 25 levels inwards and upwards, there's something spiritually resembling your hand, your eye, your mouth, your ear, etc. Even though 25 levels up and back and in, 
it's unrecognizable, but it's still the same form. It's just so lofty. Now, says the Lashem, I'm going to spin your head around even more. So it's obvious now to understand that when we dig deep 25 levels up through massive jumps from level to level, scaling levels of infinity, deeper and deeper, higher and higher, it's in yet, and we say that the tip of that apex of that, of that process, there is somehow existing the same powers, somehow, in the same spiritual shapes as they eventually fold out into, unfold out into the body, we, say, we must obviously say, though, that as they exist at the apex of that ladder, their existence there is extremely ephemeral, extremely spiritual, and are essentially united with holy nothingness and boundlessness. Yet, they're still there in potential. And this is why the Arizal says that the soul powers, and, um, and certainly, certainly the spherot, the godly spherot, are only an analogy. Not because they're not there. They're for sure there. As surely as there must be some actual spiritual form in the power of hearing, even 25 levels back and up and in, that resembles the, the, the ear. You have to say it because it's not an arbitrary match. Yet at the apex of that system, of that ladder, that spiritual form is so ephemeral, it's there, but it's so ephemeral, so high, so lofty, that we have absolutely no grasp of it and such that we, in our power of contemplation, can only say that it's like a metaphor of the power of hearing, a metaphor of the power of sight. According to our grasp, is as if we have to say it's not really there. But in truth, it's there. So when we say that the spherot, or that the anthropomorphic expressions of Hashem, of God, are only an analogy, we're saying that only that they're only an analogy to our grasp. That they're so spiritually lofty that there's no way we can assign any type of real, even spiritual form to that. According to our perception. But actually, there is a spiritual form there. There is not, it's not arbitrary. There's a beautiful uh, Reconati on the Torah. People say that it says in the Torah, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Ayin takat ayin, shein takat shein, regal takat regal. That if you blind someone and damage their eye and blind it, it's an eye for an eye, but obviously, with it, first of all, what that really means is you have to pay the value, the monetary value of their worth in their profession, having an eye versus not having an eye. And let's say somebody is... Uh, in some sort of profession that they need both eyes, so you have to pay them total retirement. Versus somebody who doesn't really need their eye for their profession, it's not as much damage. Whatever. But the language in Hebrew is literally ayin tachet ayin. It means an eye in exchange for an eye, but it also literally means an eye underneath an eye. A tooth underneath a tooth. 
a leg underneath a leg. Tacha means underneath. Now, and it's explained, therefore, this means that the body is ultimately flowing out at the bottom rung, at the bottom of a spiritual ladder, reaching all the way up to Hashem's powers. Does Hashem have a body? Absolutely not. At that level, the, the mouth can't speak. The mind can't fathom, but we know there is some correspondence between the powers that Hashem uses to enter the world into the soul powers, which eventually resemble in the body. So, then, to us, when we look up at that, we say, oh, it's just an analogy. There can't actually be something any, in any which way resembling an ear or an eye up there, according to what we could, we could ever wish to fathom. But, truly speaking, in actual reality, on, on the, each of the higher levels on their own terms, yes, there are those powers. They're just so rarefied that we have to call them an analogy. But they're actually there on the own terms of each and every level. Right. Like this. This is the most critical thing to understand. Every, when we say that, oh, at this level, it's as if there's nothing there. It's so spiritual. It's so high. We can't talk about anything there. It's all relative. Because that level, where when we look up at it, we say, I can't even see anything. When we look up at the very lowest level of our soul, the nefesh of the nefesh, We say, I can't see any. I can't see any shape of the spiritual power, of sight or speaking or anything like that. I can't see any shape. And this is just the lowest level of the soul. I say, well, there must, there might as well be nothing there. I only know that there's some type of spiritual shape because it's not arbitrary and it's fitting into this or that limb. So. A le- levels above us, which to us are like pure spiritual nothingness and boundlessness, because we can't grasp anything there. So to us, they're boundless. But to the successively higher levels, as we said, those higher levels are 25 degrees, ultimately, 25 degrees of infinity, such that the, to compare to the higher levels... The lower levels are full of detail, full of boundary, full of graspability. So we have 25 levels of relative infinity, of relative boundlessness. Yeah. 
כשאנו מבחינים עוד יותר למעלה, שהוא בבחינה עליונה דרוח, בבחינה בבחינה עליונה דנשה, בבחינה למעלה למעלה, והרי לנו כמה בבחינות אין, כמה בבחינות משל. So we see that from our perspective, you have 25 levels of nothingness. You have 25 levels of saying, oh, there's only, <coughs> metaphorically speaking, <coughs> uh, anything resembling a form over there. We have to say that 25 times. We have like 25, like spiritual to the 25th power. You know, spiritual to the 10th power, 10 levels up the rung, 10 levels in, deep inside the soul. We already said metaphorical to the 10th power. We already said impossible to the grasp to the 10th degree. We keep doing degrees now. So we can say impossible to the grasp now to the 15th degree. That's what he's saying. So says Elashem, you see that we have to speak about impossible to grasp, pure, purely metaphorical to our perspective, to, to the 25th power, ultimately, and that's just within what's within our own little body, what expresses in our own little body, in our tiny little limited worldview. That's just us. And we haven't even begun to discuss other souls or other items in the world. So there's tremendous vastness. Tremendous vastness. Again, you look within yourself and you realize conceptually you have 25 levels within yourself. And these are 25 levels of impossible to grasp to the 25th power, to 25 degrees of scale of impossible to grasp. And guess what? Those 25 levels is only a quarter of the equation. You know what? We talked about these 25 levels of, of we say, impossible to grasp to the 25th degree. That's only in one world of Asiya. And guess what? We have three more worlds to go. Your soul goes up into, into Yitzira and then up into Bria and then up into Atzilut. So we have to do 25 three more times. Another one for Yitzira, another one for Bria, another one for Atzilut. So you have a hundred levels within just your soul, within just your zone, within just your body, pouring into your body is level upon level of, upon level of spiritual form. That's impossible to grasp all the way up to the hundredth degree, to the hundredth power of impossible to grasp. I was thinking now that we're saying there's a hundred levels, that there's a commandment, a, a rabbinic requirement to say a hundred brachot a day. A hundred brachot a day, there's a lot to say about that. It says the soul is blessed with a hundred blessings when it comes into the world, and that's the secret of the parsha of Lech Lecha. 
when, when Hashem speaks to Avraham and says, go to Israel, he says, lech lecha, go to yourself. Because it's really a journey inward to understand yourself. Lech lecha is lamed chaf, lamed chaf. Lamed is 30, chaf is 20, is 50. Doubled is 100, because there's 100 levels to the soul, really. Like we're saying, five levels of the soul, each containing five is 25, but you, you quadruple that for four worlds, 25 times four is 100. So we'll stop it over there. Lots to think about.